Toronto like a white girl can sound like a black girl. You know, it's like you're gonna be dripped out everywhere, or like sometimes people might catch you like dressed down. Nah, you ain't catching me slipping. <laughs> Men are getting finessed, you know, athletes and stuff, and nobody cares. And I'm spending all of my savings to Jamaican parties, you know. So yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, welcome to another little mini episode of the Burl Sound. It's your boy DJ Czar with Joe Gaze. Bro, this song, okay, let me let me explain how this this interview even happened. I found this guy's song on I think it was one of those Toronto pages. I thought this guy was straight in Africa. You know what I'm saying? I did not know this guy was in this city. I, I, yo, I hit him up. I'm like, yo, let me do an interview. I found out he's in Toronto. So first of all, Joe Gaze, welcome to the show. How are you? Sangonini. Oh, okay. You're speaking yeah. now. Okay, okay. I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here with you. And uh, I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about, you know? Bro, we had some good off-air conversations and honestly, man, I've, you know, bro, I've been, I guess, I don't even want to say in the scene, but as a Toronto consumer, I've heard so many artists from the city. Most of them are not inspiring, but for some reason, when I heard your music, bro, I'm like, yo, this guy has it. This guy has the formula and you're, you make your beats, you mix and master, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mix and master. I produced my own beats too. That's actually how I got into music because I started music like every artist going to the studio. But there was one day this guy that was trying to produce my song. Mm. So I was telling him what to do, but he couldn't do it. Mm. So, and then he just not, he told me then go make your own beat then. Mm. And I was like, okay, right. I went back and then started learning, making my own beats. And then the next year I went to the same studio with the beat that I made. And then it was like, mind-blowing you know so from there i just kept like uh doing my own thing and mm -hmm. yeah so i want to talk about before we get into hakimi the song uh i want to talk about your journey as an artist so you're originally from the congo correct yeah yeah i'm, uh, I'm from congo i'm congolese prince yeah <laughs> and then from the Congo, when, how did you eventually, because I know you you had uh, a stint in Ottawa, right? Before you came to Toronto, ultimately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, my parents were, when they came, they moved to Canada, they was in Ottawa. So when I'm, we joined them, we came to Ottawa. Mm. So I went to school in Ottawa. I went to college in Ottawa and then um, from seven years, I was living in Ottawa mm -hmm. until I've decided to move to Toronto. Okay. And, you know, I actually, I saw an interview you did down to the wire in Ottawa. It was, you know, shout out to them. That, that was a sick interview. And um, you're a trilingual artist. So you speak three languages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I speak uh, Lingala, I speak French and I speak English. When you... I always ask this to people who speak multiple languages. When you dream or when you think, what language is it in? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I started dreaming in English, I'll say a year ago. Interesting. That's when I started. And that's when I started like getting into mastering the language, you know, mm -hmm. because like before I couldn't even have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So once I started dreaming in, Eng in English, that's when the language started like getting deeper in me you know mm. yeah 
So of the three languages, Lingala, French, and English, right? Yeah. As a as a as an artist, you're a songwriter. You're essentially a poet. Which language do you feel like the structure and the the you know like the essence of the language is best suited for poetry or songwriting? To be honest, I'll say Lingala. Wow. Yeah, I say I just I feel bad because people don't understand the language. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the best language on earth. You know, it's very poetic, very romantic. You know, and uh, yeah, and then most people don't, don't even understand Lingala when they hear it. They can feel it. You know, mm-hmm. it's very spiritual too because the words are very attached to a, a meaning. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, and then secondly, I'll say. French hmm. when it comes to poetry and English I'm just getting into it you know I hmm. can't say because I haven't mastered it yet yeah. but English is the universal language for sure yeah and I feel like uh oftentimes like Spanish or Portuguese or French or these like romance languages they're able to convey more than English English is kind of a weird language when you look at it compared to other languages low-key I think English is simple. It's very simple. That's what I like about English compared even to French. Mm. And, uh, it's, uh, you can, it's stray. Mm. You know, if you want to say something, you don't cut corners. It's direct. direct. That's what I love about English. Mm. And then that's why it was like learning English wasn't kind of too hard for me because it was straight, you know? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so the song Hakimi broke like Hakimi, right? Let, let's get into that because, uh, you know, as men, every single man who heard the Hakimi news was inspired because we are so used to athletes, actors, singers going through divorces and their wives getting essentially half of their assets, right? So what was it about that story that inspired you to, to ultimately make the song? So... Yeah, the the story is amazing. To be honest, <laughs> I hope uh, it's gonna stay like that. <laughs> but I f- I just felt like uh, for a long time, like men are getting finessed, you know, athletes and stuff, and mm-hmm. nobody cares. Yeah, to be honest, it's like the normal, it's <laughs> you know, thing, right? exactly. But like someone is getting finessed, yeah, you know. Yeah. And for me, I just think like people needed a soundtrack for this moment Mm -hmm. and then i just gave it to them you know Mm -hmm. for man and then let's enjoy it so did you go into the beat making session like yo okay i'm gonna make this song or did you already have the beat and then you're like yo i'm gonna add this like how did that process go uh sorry what did you say when uh so you heard about this story you're thinking okay i gotta capture this moment Mm. so did you then make the beat or did you already have this beat and then you're like, you didn't have any lyrics? I made this song in one night. Wow. You know? Beat and everything. Everything. Ooh. Yeah. And I dropped it the next day. I dropped the snippet. Mm-hmm. And then people went just crazy. And then I added the second verse, like the first verse. And then I just released it. Jeez. You know? But I started just making the... I actually have an audio of when I was telling my friend that night that, yo, I got to make a song about this and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I made everything the same night. And how have uh, people been receiving the song? Because I know, uh, like, I, I, it came to my attention through, like, these news sources. But I'm looking at the comments and everyone was hyping the song. They're like, yo, this is a song of the summer. I'm looking at the YouTube comments like, yo, you have a banger. So how, when did you realize, like, okay, like, people are receiving the song pretty intensely right now? 
Uh, I'll say when I posted a snippet, yeah, people just went crazy. They were like, "Yo, drop this, drop this!" And then when I made it, I knew that it was gonna blow. I was even telling my manager, I was like, "Yo, I think this is, this, this is, is it. It, you know, <laughs> yeah." And um, when I I dropped the snippet, like people were just, "Yo, release this, release this." People was harassing me on my DMs, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Let me just drop it on." Uh, on YouTube and then when I dropped it on YouTube I just saw people was like reacting and stuff I was like okay let me drop it on uh, all uh, platform then so when you say like I'm broke like Hakimi like are you saying that you're pretending to be broke you know what I'm saying like cause yo it's, it's, it's actually a very interesting thing that you know most of the time we listen to music about like rich people stuff but most yeah. people are not rich you know yeah. most people can probably relate to being broke yeah. more than being rich right so what was like your intention when you were like writing these things like were you just trying to say like yo I'm gonna give all my, my mom all my money like I'm gonna yeah. pretend to be broke kind of thing I think it has a double meaning to it you know on the other side it's the fact that we trying to make it, you know, like mm-hmm. compared to where I'm trying to go, I think I'm broke now. Part of the journey, man. You exactly. like, Let's be honest. Most yeah. of us are broke. Inflation's wild. Exactly. And uh, most men can relate to it too, you know. And the other side, it's funny because Hakimi is broke, but not broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not, yeah. You know, yeah. so I try, I kind of like try to play with those double attenders. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know that part where you're like, uh, what are you saying? Because I had like a couple theories. I wasn't yeah. sure though. So, Kilo Day, it's in uh, uh, Igbo language. Mm. And it means like it's Nigerian, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I just love how it sounds. It means like a. What's going on? What happened? What, what's oh, up? You know. Okay, okay. So it's like, what's going on? Kill her dead. Kill her dead. You know. Okay, yeah. Yo, <laughs> my white ass thought you were saying kill her debt, kill her debt. Like you were paying off your mom's debt. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, you know, like that would have been dope too. <laughs> Yo, I really, I really thought that still, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if it's that. You know what I'm saying? But okay, so that's what you say. It's an Igbo like phrase. Yeah, I hope it's Igbo. Yeah, my Nigerian <laughs> friends, please do. Yeah, I hope it's Igbo. If it's not, drop it in the comments. Yeah, drop a know? comment what that really yeah. means. Yeah. Um, and I did want to mention this. So, you know, they were kind of advertising on these Toronto pages. And I heard some Ottawa people were looking like, yo, why is this guy? Why is this guy being advertised as a Toronto artist yeah. when he's one of our own? I mean, for me, to be honest, I feel like I belongs to wherever I'm at, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I still feel like Ottawa is my home mm-hmm. and why not Toronto, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if we, we want to take it like that, we say I'm not even from here because yeah. people from Congo can also complain be like, yeah, oh, why are they saying yeah, that yeah. he's there but he's from Kinshasa, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like wherever I'm at right now, I'm in Toronto and then the people love me and then, yeah, I'm a Toronto man. Yeah. Well, one. <laughs> <laughs> yo as a person from toronto like we we i embrace you we embrace you You know what i'm saying especially with the good music bro and you even dropped a new song just yesterday as a man as a man as a man yeah that's a new track that i j- that's actually was supposed to come so let me tell you like 
the song Akimi wasn't supposed to drop. Mm. Based on the plan, we were supposed to drop as a man. It was already submitted. Oh, okay. But when I released Akimi, I just saw how people were receiving. I was like, yo, let's just drop it. Yeah, yeah. And then as a man came after that, but as a man was already planned to, oh, okay. to be released. Yeah. But you adjusted based on what you kind of saw the audience and the market was receiving. You're like, you know what? I'm going to adjust this plan. Even though we had this lined up, this is being talked about more. Yeah, because sometimes it's just got to be flexible and go with the the flow you know mm-hmm. that's what life is about mm. yeah and in your down to the wire interview you talked about how you know you're very uh aware energetically of your surroundings and how you know your environment you can kind of pick up on that energetically what would you say is the difference between the energy of ottawa versus toronto oh okay it's trying to give me trouble <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the energy of Ottawa, it's more chill, you know? I just want to stay home. I want to go to work and then go back home, you know? Mm -hmm. And which is good because, like, most people are in that state when it comes to their life. Mm -hmm. But compared to the Toronto energy, I, I was even telling my friend that the first time I came to Toronto... Just when we was entering the city, when I just saw the buildings and stuff, I just felt like anything was possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, it's it's go, go mm-hmm. energy, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what uh different about Toronto. And I, I think right now I'm in that state. Yeah. So I think Toronto fits uh, my state of mind right now. No, I, I definitely agree because I, I visited Ottawa a couple of times and I'm always like, man, this is like nice and calm. Like yeah. downtown is like two streets. It felt like I felt like the downtown was like <laughs> it was just two streets, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I not just two street, like but three? that's what you saw. Like three? I don't know, bro. Like, it just felt like I, I remember thinking to myself, like, damn, like, it's so nice and tight knit. And like, everyone knows everyone you walk. And like, I was with yeah. some Ottawa people and they're like seeing people from high school and stuff yeah. like downtown, like every five minutes, you know? Yeah. You got to see like this. Ottawa has what? A million now? A million people living in Ottawa? Before mm. it was like 800,000. Mm. So, of course, you're going to know people are going to know each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a small city compared to Toronto. Toronto is a big city yeah. and it's uh, like, it's different, you know? Yeah, so yeah. that's why in Ottawa, you can see that most people know each other and then it's mm-hmm. very cliquish, you know, if I can say it like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Have you encountered the Congolese community in Toronto yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet, but um. I want I want to see my people, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd love to to meet them. Yeah. Who's your favorite uh, Congolese-born soccer player? Because obviously, do you watch soccer? Like, because you know Hakimi or whatever. Uh, my favorite right now it's uh, Chancel Mbemba. Okay, okay. He's killing it in Marseille, so mm-hmm. he's like uh, the best uh, defender right now. So yeah. Do you claim? Because uh, Mbappe isn't isn't Mbappe like part Congolese? No, but he's. Older brother, like Jerez Kembo, is actually Congolese, oh, but okay. he was adopted. So oh, okay, okay. he's actually the one who inspired Mbappe to start playing soccer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Congo. Yo, uh, if I go to Congo, like, how would I be received? Where should I go? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, what's what? Where should I go if I go to Congo? Like, if you go to, should Co- I even go to Congo? Of course, you got to go to Congo. <laughs> I think if you go to Congo, you got to go to Bandar first. Okay. Bandar is kind of like the, 
it's this uh neighborhood like where people party all night you know okay, okay. just the vibe and then after that you need to go to goma it's where you're gonna see the nature the mm. animals mm. you know mm. and it's it's very beautiful it's really beautiful Okay. Have you, have you explored the Toronto like food scene yet? Like any restaurants yet? You're kind of just like yeah. Yeah, Jamaican, Jamaican food, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, uh, curry go. Okay. Okay. Oxtail. Jeez. Uh, the patties, Jamaican patties, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm, sp I'm send I'm spending all of my saving to Jamaican parties. Right now. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, yo. And also, Kate, there is another comparison question I got to ask. Cause, uh, you know, your manager was telling me you're a fan of warehouse, the, the bar. Yeah. Right. And you've been to the one in Ottawa mm. and you've been to the one in Toronto, the, yeah. uh, or one of them in Toronto. Do you find a difference? Is it consistent? Is one better than the other? I think when it comes to the food, it's uh, consistent, mm -hmm. you know, that part. Yeah. When it comes to like, uh, like the one in Ottawa is smaller. Mm -hmm. Here, the, you have two stairs. Oh, the young, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, and it's just a lot of people. And then like, there are Toronto people. So you, you know, the energy is going to be different, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So people are just vibing and yeah. it's very, it's very unique. Toronto girls or Ottawa girls? Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta questions, you know, to be honest, I've haven't dated, uh, uh, Toronto girls yet, but I'd like to see, you know, mm -hmm. I like to see, but all our girls are chill, you know, they're sure. very chill, very, yeah. <laughs> but how would just like when you see just like physically off like because you're you know you're seeing toronto you're seeing probably like a whole different like set of girls almost in in terms of the pool you know what yeah. i'm saying obviously ottawa is also a diverse city right yeah. but uh have you noticed anything kind of different i think like in toronto it's like you have more diverse kind of girls you know you have girls that are mixed with Asian, yeah. Indian, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a more sauce to it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as like in Ottawa, you don't see that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you see a white girl, she's a white girl. Oh, yeah. But here in Toronto, like a white girl can sound like a <laughs> black girl. You know? it's like <laughs> so it's like it's very different okay. yeah you know i don't want to take up too much of your studio time but though i did want to ask about your sense of style because i could see like yo you're dripped out are there any are there any artists that kind of inspire your fashion or how did you kind of get into fashion yeah i'll say papa wimba okay. is the king of fashion he's a Cong he was a congolese artist I say King Kester was also like a a good uh, fashion uh, artist and mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. and also it's just Congolese, you know. We just fresh. We just love looking nice, smelling nice. We call it sapology. It's kind of like a religion, mm -hmm. you know, where like just people dress good. You can't just go in the uh, in the corner store. Mm -hmm. You gotta look good, mm -hmm. even if you're just stepping out. Every mm -hmm. time you gotta step out. You gotta look good, you know? So it's in our blood and uh yeah. So you never dress like bummy, like you'll never just like go like like sweatpants and a shirt kind of thing and just to the store, like you're gonna be dripped out everywhere? Or like sometimes people might catch you like dressed down. Nah, you ain't catching me slipping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dripped out 
every day, every time, you know? Wee. So even when I'm going to sleep, I'm draped out with my Gucci, you know? <laughs> Okay. So I'm always like that. I think it's a part of me because sometimes people say that I'm extra. Mm-hmm. But for me it's like nah, maybe it's just basic, you know? I'm yeah. I'm not extra. It's just normal, you know? Yeah. Supology, yeah. that's the word. Supology, yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's sick. So I'm gonna have to look into that, you know? Yeah, you should look into that. Yeah. You'll laugh a lot because they have a old I'm not a sapper, but for them they take it far. Yeah, yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. people they're gonna spend like 15k on a jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, they just the way they walk, the way they talk. Mm-hmm. It's it's a whole mindset you know i'll say like that and yo when you look good you feel good i think definitely having nice clothes on gives you extra confidence it gives you that exactly you know and also i always say that the way you dress reflect the way you take care of yourself you know and uh I remember like even when I was a kid, my parents always forced me to look nice, to smell good, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a part of like, uh, my family, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I think like it's, it's a good thing. And then most people should do it, you know, mm-hmm. because you never know what you're going to bump into. Yeah. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be ready. You know? Okay, nah, yeah. I feel that, bro. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Joe Gaze, yo, where can they find you right now? So you can find me on uh, Instagram, Joe Gaze, J-O-E-G-E-Z-7, Joe Gaze 7. You can find me on Facebook, Joe Gaze Official. You can find me on YouTube, Joe Gaze, and uh, on Twitter, Joe Gaze too. Yo, man, Broke Like Hakimi is out. As a Man is out, too. Just came out, bro. Make sure you check it out. Yo, honestly, man, I cannot wait to see just, like, the upward rise of you, bro. I really do believe in you and your manager and the team that you guys got, man. And whatever I can do as a DJ, as a host to, like, help you guys out or, you know, like, I'm definitely rooting for you, bro. Like, you're killing it, bro. No, I got you, dog. I got you, bro. Love, fam. Yo, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Check out Joe Gaze. Check out me, DJ's RTV. Make sure you subscribe to Burl Sound. We out.